This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. So let's pray. First, Father, thank you so much for your word this morning. Lord, uh, your word is life to us. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. May we this morning, Lord, see your word as proceeding from your mouth and live by it in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Matthew chapter 12, verse 46. While he yet talked to the people, behold, his mother and his brethren stood without desiring to speak with him. Then one said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without, desiring to speak with thee. But he answered and said unto him that told him, Who is my mother? Who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren, for whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. Okay. Now, in order for us to get a good uh, picture here, the best picture possible of what's actually happening, it's useful now to read some of the parallel passages because they add a few details. So Mark chapter three, verse 21 is a parallel passage. Mark chapter three, verse 21, it's a, it gives a real good um, overview here of what's going on. It says in Mark 3.21, Mark 3.21, and when his friends heard of it, they went out to lay hold on him, for they said, he is beside himself. And scribes, which came down from Jerusalem, said, he has Beelzebub, and by the prince of the devil casteth he out devils. And he called them unto him and said unto them in parables, how can Satan cast out Satan? And if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan rise up against himself and be divided, he cannot stand, but hath an end. No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he will first 
bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house. Verily I say unto you, all sins shall be forgiven unto the sons of men, and blasphemies wherewithsoever they shall blaspheme. But he that blaspheme, he that shall blaspheme against the Holy Ghost hath never forgiveness, but is in danger of eternal damnation, because they said he hath an unclean spirit. There came then his brethren and his mother, and standing without, sent unto him, calling him, and the multitude sat about him, and they said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren seek without seek for thee. And he answered them and said, Who's my mother or my brethren? And he looked around about on them which sat about him and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren, and whosoever shall do the will of God, the same as my mother, my brother and my sister and mother. Then the other parallel passage, which is useful, is Luke 8, Luke 8, 19, a couple of verses there, just a little bit, a little more detail. So again, from the last passage, you know, what we saw there was that in the context of all this, that his friends heard of, it, of what was happening, and they came to lay hold on him, and they said, he's beside himself, and that's the context here. Now, the next one is in Luke chapter 8, verse 19. Luke 8, 19, where it says, Then came to him his mother and his brethren and could not come in at him for the press. And it was told by certain which, is, which said, Thy mother and thy brethren stand without desiring to see thee. And he answered and said to them, My mother and my brethren are those that would hear the word of God and do it. All right. So this is the context, this is the scene that's happening, and what's important to see in all this, as we saw before, is that this is a mounting tension, this is a mounting conflict, and the tension's getting higher and higher between the Lord and the Pharisees. The Pharisees, you remember, have accused the Lord of being demon-possessed, that's what we just read, they said, they said he has Beelzebub, and he's working in partnership with Satan. This is Mark chapter 3.22, the scribes which came down from Jerusalem said, he hath Beelzebub. This is where we just read in verse 42, but when the Pharisees heard of it, they said, this fellow doth not cast out devils, but buys Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. The Lord Jesus has just said that the Pharisees have just now entered into a very dangerous ground of committing the unforgivable sin in verse 31, verse 31, wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. The Lord Jesus has added that by saying that the Holy Spirit is Satan, the Pharisees were in danger of eternal damnation, as we just read in Mark 3.29, Mark 3.29, but he that shall blaspheme against the Holy Ghost hath never forgiveness, but is in danger of eternal damnation. The Lord Jesus has just called the Pharisees a generation of vipers who speak from their evil hearts, and that's in verse 34, verse 34, O generation of vipers, how can ye being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. The Lord Jesus has just told the Pharisees that the words they have spoken will be used to condemn them in the final judgment. That we saw in verse 37, verse 37, by thy words thou shalt be justified, by thy words thou shalt be condemned. The Pharisees have tempted him by asking him to entertain them with a sign. That's in verse 38, verse 38. Certain of the scribes 
And of the Pharisees answered him, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. The Lord has responded by calling them an evil and adulterous generation. In verse 39, verse 39, he answered unto them, An evil and an adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. The Lord has told them that the Ninevites will condemn them because unlike the Jewish Pharisees, these Gentile Ninevites of the past, they repented of their sins. That's in verse 41, verse 41. The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonas. Behold, a greater than Jonas is here. The Lord has told them that the queen of Ethiopia is gonna condemn them because unlike the Jewish Pharisees, this Gentile queen of Ethiopia heard wisdom. And that's in verse 42. Verse 42, the queen of the south shall rise up in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it, for she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Behold, a greater than Solomon is here. The Lord has told the Pharisees that they will be possessed by wicked demons. Wicked demons, he said, are gonna possess them in verse 45. Verse 45, then goeth he taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than themselves. They enter in, dwell there. The last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be with this wicked generation. Now the Pharisees are enraged against him. They're discussing how they're gonna destroy him, how they're gonna accomplish killing him. And now a large crowd has gathered and formed around him. Word has spread all over that, that he had so strongly condemned the Pharisees that there was a break, a total break between him and the Pharisees. Pharisees are planning to kill him. And now his friends have also come, they're gonna try to protect him, and they're saying, oh, don't listen to him, he's beside himself, he's beside himself, he's crazy, he he doesn't know what he's saying, he has to be taken away, he can recover. And it appears that in these friends that have come to do this, also his mother and his brothers have joined with the friends. They're fearing for his safety. They've come to the outskirts of this crowd. They wanna speak with him. And they most likely, his mother and his brethren, want him to to go away with the friends before the Pharisees kill him. So, and what it says in Luke 8, 19, Luke 8, 19, we already saw this. It says, the crowd was so tightly packed that Luke 19 says that his mother and brethren could not come at him for the press. So the word gets passed along through the crowd. And the word is that your mother and your brothers are on the perimeter outside of the crowd and they want to speak with you. This is the scene that we have in verse 46. Verse 46, and in the middle of all this tension between himself and the Pharisees comes a new stress, a new tension. Someone in the crowd has now spoken up in verse 47, in verse 47, and one said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without, desiring to speak with thee. Thy mother and thy brethren. Thy mother and thy brothers. Who are these brothers? Who are these brothers that are referred to here? The brothers of the Lord. Well, first of all, the brothers of the Lord are not at all respectful of him. They don't respect him. We read in John 7, verse 1, John 7, verse 1, about these brothers that he had. 
After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he would not walk in Jewry because the Jews sought to kill him. Now the Jews' feast of tabernacles was at hand. His brethren, these were his brothers, his brethren therefore said unto him, depart hence, go into Judea, that thy disciples also may see the works that thou doest. For there's no man that doeth anything in secret, and he himself seeketh to be known openly. If thou do these things, show thyself to the world. For neither did his brethren believe in him. Then Jesus said unto them, My time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. The world cannot hate you, but me it hateth, because I testify of it that the works thereof are evil. Go ye up into this feast. I go not up unto this feast, for my time is not yet full come. When he had said those words unto them, he abode still in Galilee. But when his brethren were gone up, then went he up also unto the feast, not openly, but as it were in secret. Then the Jews sought him at the feast and said, where is he? So the Lord has decided when he got this challenge from his brothers to go down to Jerusalem, essentially, he's decided to stay in Galilee and not walk in Jewry in Jerusalem because the Pharisees were looking to kill him. But the brothers were also, we can imagine the brothers were under pressure. They were under pressure. The same pressure that Peter was under at the trial of the Lord in the Sanhedrin, as we can imagine, the Pharisees were saying the same thing to the brothers, essentially that they were saying later on at Pilate to Peter. We can imagine that the Pharisees were saying to his brothers, so what about you? You go along with all these accusations against us? You, you believe that, that your brother is the Messiah? He's God? And just as Peter buckled under the pressure and broke with Jesus when Peter said, I know not the man. So his brothers knew that the Jewish leaders were hunting for Jesus in Judea. They wanted to kill him. So the brothers taunted Jesus. They taunted the Lord by daring him. I dare you to walk into that death trap. I dare you. And they accused the Lord of hiding in secret and told the Lord that, look, with such great miracles as you're doing, as you're doing, you, you need a larger audience. You need a more prestigious crowd. You need Jerusalem audience. And they spoke to the Lord. Those brothers of the Lord spoke to the Lord like Satan spoke to the Lord in Matthew chapter four, verse three. Matthew four, verse three, when Satan said, he's called the tempter, tempter, when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. And then in Matthew 4, 6, Matthew 4, 6, and he goes on, saith unto him, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down, for it's written, he shall give his angels charge concerning, their, concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. So, in the voice of his brothers, you can hear the devil's voice. You can hear the devil's voice with the words, if thou be the son of God, go up to Jerusalem. Show your miracles in the capital city. Don't waste your time in this insignificant Galilee. Go for the heights of Jerusalem. That is, unless you're a coward, unless you want to hide in secret. So 
If you think the Lord had the comfort of a loving family that he could resort to, think again. The Lord had as much love and acceptance from his brothers as Joseph did from his brothers. Genesis 37, four, Genesis 37, four, Joseph's brothers. When his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. Genesis 37, five, Genesis 37, five, Joseph dreamed a dream. He told his brethren and they hated him yet the more. Verse eight, Genesis 37, eight, 37, eight, his brethren said to him, shalt thou indeed reign over us and shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? They hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. And then uh, the ultimate, Genesis 37, 18, Genesis 37, 18, when they saw him afar off, his brothers, Joseph's brothers, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. They wanted to kill him. And they said one to another, behold, this dreamer cometh. Come now, therefore, let us slay him, cast him into some pit, and we'll say some evil, some evil beast hath devoured him. We'll see what will become of his dreams. The Lord, had, the Lord received as much love from his brothers as Joseph received from his brothers who tried to kill him. Joseph was hated by his brothers. Joseph, hated by his brothers, was a type of the Lord Jesus, hated by his brothers. The Lord had, had as much love and acceptance from his brothers as Jacob did with his brother Esau. Genesis 27, 41, Genesis 27, 41. Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, the days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then will I slay my brother Jacob. The Lord received as much love from his brothers as Jacob received from his brother Esau who was planning to kill him. Jacob, that picture of Jacob hated by Esau was a type of Jesus, the type of the Lord Jesus. It's because the brothers of the Lord, they knew it would be fatal for the Lord to go up publicly to Jerusalem, but that didn't stop them from daring him to do it when they said, in John 7, 4, John 7, 4, if thou do these things, show thyself to the world. And the basic problem with the brothers who hated Jesus was John 7, 5, John 7, 5, neither did his brothers believe in him. And the word in should be into because the word in in Greek is the word ice, and ice means into. The Lord's blood brothers they had not surrendered themselves into the Lord Jesus. And that made the Lord's brothers a type of the Jewish people, a type of the Jewish people referred to in John 1.11. John 1.11, he came unto his own and his own received him not. You can't get more of his own than to be a blood brother which way they were. These are his brethren that are standing outside the crowd. They want to speak with him in verses 46 and 47. These are the brethren who have taunted him to get himself killed by referring 
to when his followers would, would find, referring to the fact that his followers in Jerusalem needed to see him openly, which would have put him right within the, the bullseye, the target of the scribes and Pharisees who were trying to kill him. These are his brothers who are taunting him, taunting him to get himself killed. And when, and in this scene, this is why he said about his family, his family in many families, in Matthew 10, 37, 30, Matthew 10, 34 through 37. Think not that I'm come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. I'm come to set a man at variance against his father, the daughter against his mother, the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's foes shall be they of his own household. And he that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. These are his brethren. These are his brethren now who who have taunted him to get himself killed that he's referring to when he said the brother would try to get the brother killed in Matthew 10, 21, Matthew 10, 21, when he said, the brother shall deliver up the brother to death and the father of the child and the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. So this history of the Lord's very brothers trying to get the Lord put to death, it shows us something very interesting also. It shows us that how the very best influence that a person can make on another person is no guarantee that that person will respond well to God. And there could have been no better influence and no better example, or you might even say training, than the oldest brother in this family of Mary and Joseph had on his brothers, he was living in the same, they were living in the same house as the Lord Jesus, and yet his own brothers here are trying to get him to be put to death. And that should really speak to every godly parent who pours himself into raising his child in godliness and then sees his child go off and live for the devil. Because there's, that's no more condemnation on the job that the parent did in raising the child than it was a, a condemnation on the Lord's part of influencing his own brothers. Every person makes his own decision for or against God. And as parents, we do our best. Parents do their best to raise their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. But in the end, the decision to follow God is 100% the children's. And their decision is no reflection on how good a job the parent did in raising their children. So what the Lord's done here is he's drawn a line in the sand with his brothers when he responded to their call for him to go up and get himself killed. When he said in John 7, 6, John 7, 6, Jesus said unto him, my time is not yet come. Your time is always ready. So he's referring, when he's talking about going up and getting himself killed, which he did eventually in Jerusalem. He talked about that as my time. He talked about his death as my time. He spoke about his, his, his death as the pinnacle of his life, the pinnacle of his time. The best that he could do was in dying when he died for our sins. The highlight of his time on earth 
was when he put away our sins by his death. That was his time. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.